And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix, and with me in studio we have... Gavin Eastland. Pastor Gavin Eastland, and... John Shamshum. John Shamshum, the Israeli, right here on The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Art politics from Jerusalem. (laughs) The Israeli. (laughs) And this week's hot politics is literally on fire. Sorry, we're from Janusburg. Hey... Guys, realize Janusburg and Jerusalem start with the same letter. <laughs> We're from quite a special city, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All we need to add to Joburg to make it the holy city is the Mount of Olives. Yeah. <laughs> so we've, we've, we've got we've got Bethlehem, I think. Uh, where is no, it? that's not in Joburg. No, ah, damn it. That's in a, another province. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's about six, seven hours drive from Janusburg. But we do have a Bethlehem, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We do. In South Africa. <laughs> so this week's hot politics. So can I tell you a joke? Yeah. So the teacher asked Van Amava, where was Jesus born? So he thinks, he thinks, he says, Kronstadt. So the teacher says, no, Van Amava, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He said, ah, I knew it was somewhere in the free state. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. So this week's hot topic is the... Strike in Cape Town, 2023 taxi strike in Cape Town. If you type that on Google, well, it's a taxi shutdown. Yeah, it well, yeah, it is technically a shutdown, but when you search for it on Google, you have to write strike. Then we can find the right word. Yeah, um, it it started on the third of August, 2023, which was last week Thursday, um, and it's been going on since. So. Pastor, do you want to give a more brief explanation? Well, basically, the Cape Town Metro Police went into what we've got these things in South Africa called taxi ranks. Mm. That's like a central place in central areas of a city where a lot of commuters would go. You know, it's it's basically the Savian minibus taxi version of a, of a train station. Mm. So they've got a taxi rank there, massive like hundreds of vehicles, thousands upon thousands of people. And the, the Cape Town Metro Police went in there and they started impounding the taxis. And uh, anyway, as they impounded the taxis, next thing there was live ammunition fired, all sorts of things like that. So it got quite hectic. Mm. And then the next day, the taxi said, right, we're not, um, we're not going out on the roads. We're shutting down. And uh, um, that left people stranded. Some people had to sleep at their offices in Cape Town because they couldn't get home. You know, all sorts of things. People had to walk home. Um, people are having to get up at like 2 in the morning and then get to work late by 9. And then mm-hmm. they have to leave work early to try and get home and then they get home after dark. So it's caused a real problem for the people in Cape Town. Now, obviously, the people that's causing a problem is all the poorer people. Mm-hmm. And so they're getting very, very angry about this. Um, when I hear people 
from these communities, the, you know, the lower economic communities, talking. To me, it sounds like they're blaming the government. They're blaming the city and the, and the provincial government mm. for the problem. And just to let you know, in South Africa, we've got nine provinces. So Cape Town is in a province called the Western Cape. And um, uh, they are, Cape Town as a city is run by the Democratic Alliance. The Western Cape as a province is also run by the Democratic Alliance. And then you've got the National, which obviously is the African National Congress, because outside of Cape Town, they control all other eight provinces. Mm. So now you've got this three-way thing going on between Santaka, which is the umbrella taxi organization for all minibus taxis across South Africa. And they're a hugely powerful organization because they can bring any city to its knees. Mm. In fact, if I think if, if they really wanted to, I think they've got the power to bring South Africa to its knees. Mm. And then you've got the Democratic Alliance and the ANC. Now, obviously, in the middle of this crisis, you've got <coughs> these guys trying to make each other look bad all the time because that's normally what political parties do, especially in light of the fact that we've got elections coming up in 2024. And um, so it's one right royal mess. And uh, also now what's happened um, this week, I think yesterday, the Santaka said the, the strikes going on at least until this weekend because they haven't got any undertakings from any level of government that if their taxes go out, they're not going to be impounded. Mm. So that's why they've shut down. So they're wanting an undertaking that the vehicles are not going to be impounded. They're also going to court. Now, the narrative that's being spun by the media is that the taxes are law unto themselves. They don't keep any laws in terms of being roadworthy, having what's called a PDP, that's a, a public driver's permit, um, you know, all of those sorts of things. So um, they're claiming that, me the media are claiming that this is a battle for law and order. You know, do you want to operate the country under laws? The taxes for their part are saying no, but the government's actually breaking the laws. Mm. So you've got this, the argument between the ANC and the DA behind closed doors, it hasn't been in public to this point. You've got Santaka, the taxi guys, and then you've got the poor people who are being annihilated. Mm. Um, yeah, so we're going to have to discuss this, um, you know, and you, you, <laughs> the, the, the problem is, and this is, I just want to say one problem that I've seen. Most of the people commenting about this issue are rich people that don't need the minibus taxis. Yeah, true. Okay, so that's sort of a very high-level summary of one monumental week. Oh, yeah, and then there was a matter, there were five bodies that were found. And obviously the media is claiming that this was Santaka members, it was taxi drivers. There's been no trial, no one's arrested. So we don't know who killed the Oaks. One of them was a 40-year-old British man as well. Was, uh, yeah, but who says it was related to the taxis? Exactly. Have yeah. they arrested anyone? Um, there was 120 um, suspects that have been arrested. That's what I've just read now. Yeah, but for those murders. Not for those murders. No, no th that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. They've been arrested for other things like burning buses. And yes, correct. So, you know. Yeah. So that is what we're going to be speaking about right here on the political show where Christ politics is. Today it's very hot politics. Hot politics. Stay updated and entertained with Active FM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us. Like the post, comment, share them out, retweet, and repost. Spread the word. Active FM. Radio has never been better.
So we are speaking about um, the taxi strike that has turned violence. And the question is, is the violence that is happening in Cape Town because of the taxis or is it people who decided to take the opportunity and actually, you know, do what South Africans are known for? What's this riot? Um, or well, is well, it... My, my question would be, I mean, what independent sources do we have other than the Safi media? Because you can't trust the Safi media. Yeah. Um, and how much violence is there in Cape Town? I mean, setting buses alight is quite a bit of violence. Yeah, but that yeah. does that only happen now? No, but within... I mean, in Saivia, buses are being set alight. Mm. It's mm. quite a normal thing. There mm. was once, there's an area here just north of Janusburg called Deepslit. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so, what happened was there was there was an issue with the taxis and the buses were um, taking their business. So the taxi driver started burning the buses. Mm. The moment that happened, the people of Deepsuit just went mad. Mm. The cops couldn't <coughs> control them. And if there was a taxi scene in Deepsuit, they were set on fire. Mm. Eventually, Santaka had to go negotiate with the people because the people were furious until the people said, okay, we're going to allow the taxis back, mm. but they better not burn the buses. So what I'm saying is, you know, that's how law and order works in Saviour. Yeah. And, um, you know, how many buses were burnt, do you know? Um, they don't mention specific numbers. Was it like one or three? No, it was probably like between... Because the way they reported, three. it's like there's a hundred. Maybe three, you know. I mean, you've used the term right. Yes. I don't know of rights in Cape Town. I know of people having to walk home. Yeah. Mm. But, I mean, if things are getting set on fire and there's like... Yeah, but how many things were set on fire? Rubber bullets. I haven't watched the news news publications, like actual videos of what's happened. I've just read... No, but they haven't shown um, it. I've just read stuff. I mean, it, if you check, how, how, many, how many vehicles have been set on fire? So we've been fed a narrative here. Yeah. And the other thing is, is now the other narrative that's being fed is that the 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 Democratic Alliance uh, um, administration they have to push back and they have to enforce this issue for the sake of law and order. Mm. I mean, I'm looking here at the top photos of the of the articles, and I, I mean, a burning bus would be very attractive for a uh, journalist, and I don't see any. The burning that I see is like you know your tires on the road. Um, and it's mostly like smoke yeah, coming from the, the streets. Is that related to the taxi thing? It is. It was. Uh, so it's protesters. So there's protesters that it's protesters that started protesting during the the impounding. So they took advantage of the situation and started looting. So they started looting shops. They started looting. Yeah, but that's what they do with the taxis. Well, well some talk. Yeah. Well, the taxis. Doesn't take much to get cars in Safi to start looting shops. Yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, so I I didn't see any burning so buses. You set the tires on fire. So, I wouldn't know. Because, I mean, how many times how many times have you guys driven in streets here in Johannesburg and next thing you've got to take a detour because there's tires on fire on your route because some guys protest in the fact they haven't electricity for three weeks. Yeah, that's yeah, a serious happened. thing. So the strike was started 
if we, um, Pastor Gav gave a very detailed explanation um the beginning of the of, of the session, and he said, so I'm going to also just summarize. So the, stri- the strike was started after Santaco claimed that um, minibus taxi drivers had been unfairly targeted by the authorities impounding their vehicles for legal and road saf- uh, safety in, in Frank sorry infractions a second a secondary grievance was a lack of progress with resolving other grievances uh, Santaco stated that a requirement for ending the strike was that all impounded minibuses be released without having to pay any fines People allegedly associated with the strikers violently attacked motorists, uh, municipal and public bus operators and drivers, commuters and police officers. Now, this is from the Mail and Guardian. And then it continues and says that uh, Sentako denied being involved in any violence associated with the strike as they were not operating following its start. Now, what, what, okay, now I just want to make some points here. Now, yeah. it could be taxi drivers. Mm. As, I, as I said, I've, I've told you that story that happened in Deep Throat before. This is a number of years ago. Yeah. And the community then took matters in their own hands. Mm. So if people are struggling to get to work yeah. and the community knows it's the taxi drivers, in this country, the taxi is going to have problems. Mm. That's the only time the taxis are going to have problems is if the, if the community rises up against them. Looking at the whole situation now, it could be taxi drivers, but they'd probably be operating on their own if it was. Yeah. But what, is, what interest do the taxi drivers have to do this kind of stuff? Mm. Because them going on strike has paralyzed the Western Cape. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the thing is, um, I haven't heard too many voices of, of ordinary people that use the taxis um, that, that, that seem to be supporting the government yeah. on this. The second thing is, I mean, it could be provo- provocateurs. Mm. You could have people posing as the taxi guys, setting buses on fire. Now, don't tell me that doesn't happen. Of course it happens. <laughs> yeah. That so could be provocateurs. The third question I've got is, how many buses were burnt? Mm. I mean, to say buses, if you've got two, is correct. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's more than one. But I think numbers count you. Yeah. Mm. It says cars as well, so there were uh, multiple vehicles, apparently. Yeah. Multiple could be three. Could be mm. five. That's multiple vehicles. Mm. It's stretching it a bit, but you you can use the term. Yeah, yeah. Multiple vehicles were burnt. Okay, five were set on fire. Yeah. Mm. It's that's. Yeah. No, I don't know. Look at uh, this is also being covered by Al Jazeera as well, and I'm just looking at uh, the way that this is being posed. Um, so, why do you think this the, the sudden call? <laughs> For, for this? Do you think that um, maybe there, there, there is uh, future plans for better controls on licenses and vehicles and stuff? Because I don't know, I smell, I smell a, a call to power, yeah. You smell <laughs> so, what? A call to, to control. So obviously, I mean, it is, it's illegal for them to be driving around without a license, it's illegal for them to be, uh, to not have number plates, um, to, ha- to have uh, unroadworthy, but this harsh treatment, don't you think there's a, it's sending out a message? 
Yeah, but I mean, <coughs> let's be honest. I mean, there's this perception that white South Africans in particular, and I feel it's a quite a snobbish perception, mm. that all of these taxis are unroadworthy. Mm. Now, Gex, you, you catch taxis, right? Yes. Okay, so you're the subject matter expert. <laughs> How many of these taxis would you say are unroadworthy? Not, not, not all of all of them. So obviously the older, not even the. Well, what percentage would you say? I would say like thirty percent. Thirty. Yes, because they actually they look after their what's this their taxis. Sorry. They actually look after. Would you say it's the size thirty percent? Pardon. Would you say it's a size thirty percent? Yeah, about thirty percent. Because especially the older ones, the older ones, yeah, those ones are like, they look, they seem like they're going to so fall apart. So 30% of the time, what you're saying is 30% of the time you get in a taxi, it's unroadworthy. Okay, let me put it this way. Depending on the time of day, you you could possibly get an un, a, a, a taxi that is, that looks like it could fall apart. So in the mornings, specifically in the mornings, you, you would get, you, you'll get a lot of, Quantums, like Toyota Quantums and stuff, those ones are well kept. And then when you go mid afternoon, mid afternoon you get more of the old, old what's this taxis, those ones that look like they're going to break, like the doors, the door is not working properly or whatever. And then um, again later in the afternoon, that's when you start catching what's this the the quantums and, and, and stuff. So depending on the day, on the time of day, will depend on the type but of so taxi. So what you're saying is you three out of ten taxis that you get on are unroadworthy. But I have a question. Yes. So how often do they break down and you're stranded on the side of the road because the, it's unworthy? Like something falls apart or a wheel comes off or something like that. I've been in, let me say, uh, more than <coughs> ten. I've been in more than eight situations let me say not say 10 but more than eight situations where the door has fallen off where um the the gear has been a screwdriver um stuff but it hasn't it hasn't occurred at once if i can put it that way it it's occurred maybe after three months where i've been in a taxi that that this uh, that it, that's been unroadworthy so once every three months yeah. Roughly. Roughly once every three okay, months. Okay, but what that tells you is not 30%. Yeah. Because if it's 30%, it means three out of every 10 times you get into a taxi. The things are, the, the things got, and I know, I've heard stories. Yeah. yeah. Where the taxi driver's got a shifting spanner, and that's his steering wheel. And he takes the, the steering wheel out because he can fit the extra passenger. <laughs> so he uses a shifting spanner to steer the taxi with. I know stories like that. I've heard of stories where the taxi's got cardboard for brake pads. Oh, hectic. I haven't been like that. that deep. But the thing is, when I look at most of them, I mean, most of them, when they stop their taxis in the taxi rank, they wash their taxis. Mm. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, when, you, when you're passing here in a Faraday side, there's a long street where the whole street, there's these guys that's specifically washing the taxis. Yeah. So there's a yeah. certain part there, and they're working hard, and you can see it's, uh, so, it's shining. Yeah, so yeah. there's a perception that's been created about them. The, the, the thing is, they're very organized. They are very organized, yes. Mm. Okay, they're very organized. Even in terms of routes. And, and, and I will tell you this. If you start threatening one of their routes, say you, you just jump in a taxi, or you, uh, you get a minibus and you just go and start picking up people. 
Yeah, I wouldn't do that because you're liable to end up in the mortuary. Mm. If you're not a saint. That is very yeah. true. Because they, they're very organized and they know you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. yeah. And they, they're very self-regulated. Yes. Mm. Okay, so, yeah, I don't know. You know, they, they're creating this perception that all those taxis in the taxi rank are unroadworthy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And is saying their, their accusation in their speech that they made was it on Wednesday was that um, the police were breaking the law. Yeah. Mm. Because you can't willy-nilly just go and impound vehicles. And I know out of personal experience, even here in Johannesburg, that the police will just impound your vehicle against the law. Yeah. Yeah. But So I think... So, so John said it's a power play. I don't know what you think of that. Mm. By the Democratic Alliance. Possibly. I just think that it was stupid that they went into a taxi rank. Um, no, but I, you know you're going to cause trouble yeah, if you do that. Yeah, I th- I, they, they probably wanted to stir something up. They, they knew it was an action, yeah. a, 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 an action that, that was a major provocation. Yes, because I'm thinking about what discussions they would have. I'm, as a South African living in the country, as long as you've lived in the country, you know specific things that are going to cause trouble. And when when you're having discussions about this is what we're going to do and then to say that, to make a plan or to strategize that you're going to go into a taxi rank, I think it was one of those things where they just turned the blind eye to be, and, and say that regardless of the, of the, the chaos that it's going to co- cause, we are going to go and... Let's be honest, even driving around Janesburg, yeah. often we come across roadblocks, like mm. these impromptu roadblocks. And then they pull vehicles over. Mm. The first vehicle they always pull over, even if it's a black cop or the taxis. Mm. Mm. So in my view, these guys are being scrutinized anyway. Mm. So why do you need to go to the taxi rig? Yeah. And the taxi, the, the taxi um, association, the taxi drivers, they don't fight that. Mm. 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 They accept it. Mm. Where am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Because also going into a taxi rank, for me, it's like, it's like coming into my parking and saying that my, my, my car is, the parking of my house and saying that my car is n- uh, not roadworthy. How, the, the media doesn't cover what vehicles were impounded. Were the vehicles stationary? Were they being fixed in inverted commas and all of these things? So they're not, they're not covering that in the media. They're just saying, they're just portraying what's the Sentako to be this violent people. And I think you mentioned earlier that they're also not covering who started, who are the protesters as well. So they're just associating everything to... Yeah, I um, mean, there's five dead bodies at the Sentako. Yeah. It was the taxis. Yeah. I saw another, another guy, another podcast in South Africa... And they were claiming that they, that, that they think the ANC is behind us. They're trying to destabilize in the things in the Western Cape to undermine the Democratic Alliance. It's a very far, no. far, what's this? Um, I, claim, well, yeah. That is a very far-fetched claim. It's the same, that, that is a similar claim to the, 20, is it the 2021 unrest. It happened in 2021, hey. Yeah. Yes, the June unrest where they say that it was Jacob Zuma supporters. Yeah. That is a very far-fetched claim. I think it's the whole thing of people who just took a chance and were like, there's, there's a strike happening, there's a shutdown happening, and let's, yeah. Black Knight. Because, uh, like, 
if I'm one of those rich snobs and I'm looking from the perspective <laughs> of like like uh, like the British, like let me just you own a car, you have to use a taxi. Let me lift my glasses. Let's ask gigs about experience driving on a taxi because I drive most taxis I see look roadworthy to me. Yeah, yeah. But I'm driving. I'm not in them. Yeah. So when you're in the vehicle, it's a very different picture to when you're outside the vehicle. Mm. Mm. So, but you are. So anyway, yeah. Talk is one of the rich snobs there. Okay, if I if I was, <laughs> I'd lift up my glasses to have a look at South Africa and say, hmm, okay, they're doing something about their country. So the Democratic Alliance. Well, yes, the because we also know that they want to they want to they want to cut off from from the NC, well, from mainland. They want they want to instantiate their own country. So if I don't if I don't use taxes and that, you would attract a lot of people who would say, okay, law is being enforced, and. Yes, they're being a bit rough, but it's okay. So, uh, look, personally, with what happened, I don't agree. Because on a humanitarian level, it's actually, um, you, you're, you're saying, okay, stuff these this small group of people because the overall result to be better. And this is exactly the kind of thinking that we have an issue with with the WEF and stuff like that. Um, that's currently going on, all that stuff that's coming out. It's that kind of thinking, the greater good. And so uh, it, it is, when you, when you do think of that perspective, I think that it looks good. To certain, to the kind of people that 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 Cape Town want to attract, yeah, and then they're saying they must force the issue until Santaco buckles. Mm. But in the meantime, you've got I don't know. It's probably in the millions of people mm. who who rely on those taxis to be able to get around. Yeah, because government services are useless. Mm. And so the taxi fulfills an absolutely vital function within the South African economy True. Mm. that enables people to get around. That's the blood. It's, it's, Sorry? It's the blood. It, it's literally flows labor. Yeah. Oh. The taxis are like the lifeblood. Yeah. So um, now when you shut them down, you really nail the people. Mm. And um, if you're the government, you, you have a responsibility. Like, for example, the, the mayor of Cape Town is a guy, J.P. Smith. And so there he is being prayed over in the Anglican church by the Anglican priest. <clears throat> and then he's, 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 he's saying this thing in church about violence can never be condoned. Mm, oh, yes. Yeah. But it's so hollow when someone's saying that when his law enforcement officers would probably have been uh, committing acts of violence in law enforcement. Mm. The term law enforcement denotes violence because you're forcing you're enforcing the law mm. and uh so he sounded very arrogant to me mm. when i listened to him and we we cannot condone violence but you use it when it's at you know uh, when it's in your interest yeah and then um outside there were uh, a number of supporters from the eff mm. and they were shouting down with jp smith and jp smith must fall mm. So when I'm looking at stuff like this, um, when you push like that, you harden attitudes on the other side. And the last thing you now want to be doing is doing things that the DA is doing in the Western Cape that's going to radicalize the majority of the population and send them into the fold of the economic freedom fighters. Ah. Because that's all that I see this doing. Yeah. Because I'm just putting myself in the shoes of a sovereign black person. This doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. Sure. And I think that the, the mayor of Cape Town, and I'm saying it, and uh, I think he's pompous and he's arrogant. Mm. Yeah. And um, there's much better ways of handling these things.
Yeah. And also it sounds to me like they're not willing to sit down and negotiate with the taxis, with the taxi guys, which is a problem in that they're such an important part of our economy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that is... So, I'm so just gig, thinking, I'm just thinking. Gigs, so, what yeah. if a Joburg City Council did that? Well, in, in, first of all, in Bree Street, the cops wouldn't survive. <laughs> no. I don't think the cops would be prepared to go in there. I, and I, I would not want them to go in there. Mm. Mm. Looking at the fitness level of these cops, these guys have, like, they've got muscles and, like, they're, they're wearing, like, proper gear. Like, I've never seen that, that level of, of uh, strategy in action. Like, they're, they're dragging people. They Look, I mean, um, that the obviously... Cops. Yeah, cops. I mean, uh, on the picture, and uh, yeah, and there's not much, there's not much talk of the violence of the cops. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a bit, but that, like concerning your comment in Johannesburg, I don't see that in Johannesburg with the cops. No, there are, there are, there are guys like that that could organize. Hmm. I'm yeah. just saying that I don't trust the pictures that I'm seeing on these things, personally. Depending on what a news publication that you're opening a picture, it's either you're going to see the police brutality or you're going to see the rioters. And whatever narrative they're trying to paint, that picture is going to show that. So that's, that's what, where have you seen the narrative of police brutality? I, I read, um, I did read an article, I'm just trying to remember where, where they were speaking about the fact that what's also pushing the violence is the, brutality, the police brutality. Which I don't <coughs> think... Says, which publication said that? I just need to find it. Okay. The photos from that I saw was <coughs> on uh, Al Jazeera, and it looked very similar to the other kind of photos they take, which is in well, Palestin- Palestinian thing. groups. They show these photos. <laughs> and one of the things we know the press does, they show photos of another right. Yeah. But they, this they is they definitely South African. They show Africans. you a video of a bus on fire. And they just say buses were burnt. <laughs> Yeah, look, I guess you wouldn't actually be able to discern from a that different side of the strike. True. Yeah, no, I haven't, se- I haven't seen any pictures of a bus on fire. Uh, or even cars. Like, it's just only, yeah. s- only saw tires, which is, the, which is the usual. Yeah, and, and I think the DA is hurting itself. Oh, I found the buses. It's four buses and three private vehicles. You see, but that's my point. And one of them was a plane, the private vehicle. <laughs> <coughs> Four buses and three private vehicles. Yes. Mm. Okay, I mean, that's not widespread rights, eh? In a city like Cape Town, that's not widespread rights. Three, three cars were burnt. I mean, that's terrible. Mm. But... Um, what they also, you, you see, they're painting a picture of the, the taxi guys. They're painting a picture that they're unreasonable. So three cars get set on fire. Again, that's, the, that, that's so few cars that that could easily be provocateurs posing as taxi drivers. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that is usually suspicious. And then you say multiple. No. Who would have organized that though? Who would have been behind these provocateurs? No, I don't have a, I'm just saying that could be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a clue. Hmm. Okay, I can't find that article anymore. Um but there was an article. But that but what I am saying is what I'm saying is is that the um the reporting is biased. Yeah. I agree with that. And I and they I think there's another strategy at play, yeah? Mm. I mean, the <coughs> elections are coming up. 
Sorry? The elections are coming up. Mm. Don't think about that. I mean, we spoke about it last week with the EFF show. And this also could, could, yeah, <laughs> big could, emphasis on could possibly be one of those things as well. All are nice. What's this J.P. Smith, the, 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 the mayor, and also Alan Vindy, who's the premier of, of um, the Western Cape. What they've done is they've created um, huge ammunition for opposition parties within the Western Cape mm. to attack them and to say they're not a party of the people. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That if you're low middle class or poor, the DA is only there for the rich. That's, that, um, yeah. that is a statement that... Well, that's what I think. Could, yeah. I mean, it's affected my perception. Mm. Which which side do you think Kale leans? Back at Kale, the the. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if he knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they. I mean, because the DA is in charge, eh? mm. and they they wrote the laws. Because <laughs> Kale was the one who, like, no, he, no, he the, was the one who made comments. The ANC Parliament passed the laws at a national level. Yeah. The DA is claiming that they're just enforcing the laws. Ah, so that's African YouTube has credibility. So now, yeah, so now you, if you back it, you caught between a rock and a hard place. Hard place, yeah. What do you do? You're sure. stuck. Yeah. In First Corinthians 6, verse 1 to 2, it says, If any of you has a dis- dispute with another, do you dare to talk it before the ungodly for judgment instead of before the Lord's people? Or do you not know that the Lord's people will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world, are you not are competent to judge trivial cases. So J.P. Smith, the mayor of Cape Town, went into the main Anglican Cathedral there in Cape Town, kneeling down and they're praying and they're swinging their smoke incense and all that sort of stuff. And he stands up there and he gives a, a, a um, you know, in response to what the priests were praying for him and the bishops and archbishops, whoever it was. And he, he gives us... Um, dissertation about how we cannot condone violence and all of this kind of thing. Oh no, I am the holy God that comes to church. I am upholding the law. That that's sort of the the um you know the position that he's putting across. And the thing is at the end of the day, I'm 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 thinking JP Smith and those archbishops and bishops and whatever, do they read the Bible? Mm. I'm pretty sure in Santaka they are Christians. Mm. And if J.P. Smith is putting himself across as a Christian, then uh, surely you should be negotiating around a table with these guys. Yeah. And if you're, if, if, if you're impounding the taxis because you're enforcing the law from a perspective of making sure that the passengers on the taxis are safe from a roadworthy perspective, then it means you care about the people. You're not going to let them go through this. Mm. And you're going to go and sit down and talk and you're going to put your pride in your pocket. Mm. Yeah. And so if I look at that and then even some of the guys, <clears throat> you know, in Santaco, if they are any Christians, which I'm sure they are, the same thing. Go and sit down and those bishops should be calling both parties and saying, right, sit down now. This is unacceptable. Mm. All right, let's sort this out now. You know, and sort the thing out now so that um, um, so that the, the the problems will be will be resolved. And um, what the apostle Paul's talking about here is often people want to react out of revenge. Mm. 
And the thing is, one Christian taking another Christian to court. Now he takes the other Christian to court in front of a judge who might be not who might not be a believer. Believer, yeah. And Paul says, now now this is what you do. The church is mandated one day in the future to judge the world. Which means that unbelieving judge is going to be judged by the church. Mm. Now you take this trivial matter before before that judge. Mm. And he says, whether you win the case or lose the case, you've already lost. Sure. And if I look at this whole situation that's going on here in, in Cape Town, they've already lost. Yeah. yeah. Both sides have lost. The, the taxis people over time, if the strike goes on long enough, are going to start making alternative arrangements to get to work. When that starts happening, then, then you can very well have real violence. Yeah. And on the other side, the Western Cape government and the, the city council are, of Cape Town, they're trying to make a point for making a point sake. And uh, in the meantime, the people that you're supposed to be serving if you're a politician are suffering. Yeah. And you just need to make a political point. Mm. So at the end of the day, um, you know, people need to listen to Jesus before you go to court. Fix things up because you, the next thing you might find yourself losing the case. Mm. You're better off trying to negotiate. Yeah. So let us know your thoughts on our social media platforms. I'm your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix. And with me in studio, we've had Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin and John Shamshum. John Shamshum, the Israeli right here on the political show where Christ politics is hot politics. Hot politics. your thoughts with us send in your questions or simply tell us what you love most about active fm on the whatsapp line 084-628-6060 radio has never been better subscribe to us on apple Podcasts and youtube active fm radio has never been better